Hello everybody, welcome to Blood Red. This is a, a special edition of, of Blood Red. I'm Andy Kelly and I'm here in the boot room up at, uh, well I should say the boot room cafe up at uh, Anfield. We're not in the historic boot room itself but uh, today I've got a very special guest. I'm joined by uh, someone who would be familiar to most of you, um, Tony Barrett uh, and he's here. Tony, in your new role as Head of Club and Supporter Liaison, it's a fine title. It's a fine title, whether it's a fine man or not, we're, we're about to discover. Uh, now it's a, it's a it's an exciting thing for me to, to be invited to to work for Liverpool Football Club. It's, it's something which, which is, as a kid, obviously your first team is to play for them, but but my, the highest level I ever got was first division Liverpool Sunday League, so there was never any chance of that happening. Uh, I've been lucky enough again to cover the club as, as a journalist, and, and this opportunity came about. Uh, obviously, there's conversations that take place about how how the role will, will work and what my responsibilities will be, and how I, how I see the role as well. So all those conversations, but within those conversations, there was always, always a sense on my part that there was never a chance that I was going to turn it down. It was, it was a chance for for Liverpool. So, so it is a new role, uh, and the big thing for me about the role isn't that I've taken it on. It's that it's that the club has decided that the, the role is necessary. And that to me is a step in the right direction because I think anything that can be done to to allow the club to, to build on its relationship with supporters and understand supporters better than and the, the kind of issues they have. Because it is now a football's not a doesn't just happen on a Saturday anymore. And I, I mean that's not just a weekend event or a, a, a midweek. Football affects people's lives in different ways every single minute of the day. And so it's it's responding to that and being able to respond to that as best as we can. So so Hopefully it'll work as well as as is hoped, and, and certainly what I've discovered is the, is the will. Having been within the club, it's, it's only a matter of, of days, less than a couple of weeks. Uh, I have discovered that the will at all levels is, is, is to make this role as successful as it possibly can, so so then it's down to me to do that. That, that will from Liverpool Football Club um, initially was sort of inspired, or if that's the right word, but certainly uh, what preceded it was a, a lengthy period of research by the club with um, supporters and, and various other people around football about essentially about what Liverpool did well and weren't doing well, uh, conducted by people called Populous who do a lot of these uh, things, and, and, and that highlighted quite a few issues that people had with Liverpool Football Club in terms of what it should be doing better, and we'll come on to some of those because supporters this week for instance have had, had a lot of trouble with the, the members sale with the disabled uh, sale as well and we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about those but uh, you were you're a fa- were a fan of the club are a fan of the club um, you were a journalist covering the club uh, and now you take take different steps. when you were the club outside looking in what what would you say were the things that Liverpool Football Club for you wasn't doing uh, and to a certain extent as you start your role isn't doing well enough that's a very good question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I was outside the club, uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one in some ways, and not in others. I, 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 one of the things on Twitter this week when when we had the issues with with ticket sales and people, have bom- I've used the word bombarding because that that is what what happened. And, uh, one of the accusations was if you knew what it was like to buy tickets you do something about this and that 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 is something that, that sort of frustrated me in a way because i bought tickets all my life and, that, and now it, 
I've been a season ticket holder since 1988, 89. I think I paid £65 for a season ticket that year, uh, and I've had a season ticket ever since. Uh, what I haven't done is, is because I'm a season ticket holder, I, I haven't had to become a member, so I do appreciate that that is a learning process for me. But just looking out from the outside, the issues they won't come as any surprise to so anyone. Ticket availability. Uh, ticket pricing, we, we've seen that there was obviously the ticket walkout that I come as a journalist and, and the reasons behind and the reasons why the club reversed the defeat decision that it was, was looking to implement that, uh, at that time. Uh, so it is, for me, the most important. My job is about engagement. But if you were to ask me what the most important, most basic type of engagement supporter has, it is how, it, how and if the opportunity exists for them to see the team play as they would like to. There are lots of other ways around that and there may be people and there are people who've got no wish to go to games and you can still interact with the come engage. But that actual desire to see Liverpool play football is the core of what the club is about. And so I, what's happened this week hasn't surprised me. I, I, I think the issue is supply and demand and that's what it comes down to more than anything else. We can talk about technology and systems, but as things stand, there aren't enough tickets and there are too many fans. So the, that presents challenges, which again, we've seen this week. So so that was from the outside looking in and being on the inside for the last couple of weeks and having that opinion. That to me is the primary primary issue. And that's why, it's, I mean, one of the things that populist, the populist says that you declare to, and that, that was engaged with 10,000 fans about what the club could do better. And so all kinds of different fans, different backgrounds, whatever presented what they thought were the club's strengths and weaknesses and, and one of the main ones was, uh, as well as engagement, was uh, ticket affordability and ticket availability and so they're going to be two of the uh, two of the main, we're going to have five fan forums and they're going to be two of them and that's because how important they are and that's fits in exactly with, with the, the issues that I thought the club facing from outside. And you, you, you're in the process of setting those up at the, mo at the moment, those fan forums, Fans will want to know that that those forums um, and the people who will sit on them um, will be able to then through those take a message through yourself back to the club. Because if we look at let's take the members seal this week on Tuesday we had an issue where the system crashed apparently because it, it thought it was under attack. There was so much demand which we just discussed. Today we had the second part of the members seal. A lot of people I've seen on social media saying you know they they were waiting. You know, the people were putting up the time on their computer. They'd been waiting already an hour and a half, and then just before we came here, I saw the uh, tweet from the club saying all the tickets had gone. No doubt, a lot of disappointed fans. What they want to know is, you know, is there an active desire for the club to look at? Is there a way we can do this better so that um, we understand that not everybody is going to get tickets, but is it does all, do all fans have to be sat there on their computer for three four hours maybe trying to find tickets that don't exist anymore no, uh, no I agree and, and, and listen I, I, I don't think as a football club we should be, ever be afraid to say that something hasn't been good enough and I think like a football club if it's about anything it's, it's about aiming for the highest possible standards and that's on and off the pitch and we, I mean, we, we all know about the standards that people have set on the pitch we know Bill Shankly's face is face, second is nowhere quote and uh, we know about Kenny Daglish and the way he viewed things and all, all the people who've flowed on from that, who've held Liverpool up to the highest standards and I always think that people who come into the club 
who don't get that, who, who are unprepared to hold a minute to themselves and that effect and to be the very best. I always think they won't last long and I think that's proven and we've probably seen a couple of people who've been through the club in the past who have fallen foul of that, who haven't realised what the standards are and, and that, that's affected them adversely. But if you have the highest standards then you have to look at the, 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 the ticketing processes that have taken place over the last few days and say it hasn't been good enough. And there have been statements that affecting the club and the supporters have been emailed. But that doesn't make it any easier for the supporters who've, who've been on the receiving end of what has gone wrong or what hasn't worked as well as it should do. And if, I, if I'm a supporter, I'm not impressed. And I'm, I'm not going to sit there and pretend I am. So every supporter who's bombarded me on Twitter telling me this, I, A, I already know. And B, if I was in your shoes, I would also be unimpressed if I'm, if I'm having to wait a long time for tickets that don't materialise, I'm going to be disappointed. So the club has to do with that disappointment. But the problem with that is it won't change overnight to change ticket processes and there is a review of this which is part of the fan forums and fans will be, they'll be fully engaged in this process. As part of that review and that process, it, we have to accept that if we're going to consult with fans, we're going to engage, there will be a period of time. It can't happen overnight, so I've been in nine days. There's nothing I could have done in that nine days that would have changed what's happened in the first few days. There's nothing that Peter Moore, who's been in a couple of months, could have done. But these are things that, that there is a customer pra practice, there is an established way of doing things, there are contracts, and the club is the club was committed to the members' sale as it was as it was done this week. But that doesn't have to be the same, the same going forward. And so what's happened this week? And I don't want to say lessons we learned because I hate that kind of corporate language. But the club needs to look at what's happened this week, what it's done well, because there are things that have been done well, and and although some of the things haven't been done to everyone, some of the processes haven't been to everyone's satisfaction. Tickets have sold out, which is a good thing. That is a good thing that the people, in some cases, everyone who's entitled to tickets, absolutely entitled, got tickets. Now the problem is that there's people who aren't entitled, who who had a chance to get tickets and they missed out, and there's. That it, we can't correct all of that because there are too many fans and not enough tickets and that's the nature of being one of the big, biggest clubs in the world. But we can look at it, making the system and the process as fair as possible and that's why these forums can be vital. And from my point of view, I will be relaying the strongest message possible to the club of what the supporters, how the supporters view it, what they think doesn't work and what they think they would like to keep. Isn't it the most frustrating thing that for too many Liverpool supporters it didn't come as a single su surprise that what happened this week um, it, it's happened too often in the past and they'll 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 hear you and, and as someone that, that they've known as, as a journalist covering the club and have uh, you know have have a trust in um, you, you know they, they will they will hear what you said and they will they will take that on board but isn't it disappointing that we're, st we're still in this situation because um, Liverpool are one of the biggest football clubs in the world, and fans just don't understand why why it can't why there isn't a process that just makes it easier for a multi-million-pound organisation to do it. No, well, I, I agree with that, and I think you should take that as, as that there is an acceptance that at club at club level, senior club level, that um, but what had to happen was in order for it to support to have their say on what can happen, it's no good doing on Twitter. It's no good doing on the day when it goes on because you, you get so much anger, justifiable in, in some cases, uh, in, well in many cases. I, listen, I'm one of those. If I'm looking for sports, I want a ticket. 
I'm I'm leaving I've been locked out. I can I can name the times I've been locked out the ground. Got locked out against Genoa in '92, uh, against Oxford when Barnes scored the free kick in his first home game in '87-'88. Ian Rush's last derby in '87. Uh, we won 3-1. three games and that profound sense of disappointment that I had and I'm queued up the cop and the cop gates get slammed in your face. That to me is the way among the worst disappointments I've had in my life and that probably tells you that I don't have enough important things going on in my life that those things live with me. So I absolutely identify with that fan disappointment, that fan anger. And I think you, if you don't have that disappointment and that anger, what 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 are you really going for? Because it, it should mean that much to you. But that doesn't make it right that we should have put fans in a position where their, their disappointment is accentuated by a process that they think is unfair. But to make the system as fair as possible, we need a process, and that process is built around fan, fan engagements and the fan forums. And that's why I'm going to, there is going to be, uh, and it's going to be run by the Electoral Commission, there's going to be, uh, people can nominate themselves to be on those fan forums. We're going to have eight to 12 on each of the five forums, and people can nominate themselves to that process. And so, but two of them, as I say, will be about, all about ticketing. Yeah. And once that, that is happening, once we can become more informed about the issues, and there's a more formal process. I can then take all those messages back to the club, but I can't sit here and say, this can be fixed overnight, because it can't, because this is a process. And if we want to get it right, that's how it has to be done. If we try and fix it straight away, I guarantee it won't be done as robustly as it needs to. You, you talk about social media there, and obviously you've got a significant profile on, on social media, talk about you know being bombarded or whatever, but... but it, it's an important sounding board, isn't it? I mean, we there's ups and downs to social media. We we all know that, but in terms of an instantaneous reaction to something that's either working really well or not working so well, um, that that's important. And, and the fact that people have somewhere instantly to come to from at Liverpool Football Club um, in the in the in the person of you now. To, to to sound off if you want or to take what what may well be you know a rightful protest about how they've been treated uh, you you're going to be that man in the firing line sort of and, and but what we've got to be careful of here is that there are issues that are customer service based so all the issues that we've had over the last few days a lot of them have come my way on social media but i can't actually deal with them i'm not a customer service expert I, I don't have access to the kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the IT computer software which, which can customer service people have. I don't have, that, that isn't my role. My role is basically to sit above it all and to see the issues. I've got no problem with people contacting me and letting me know. You don't have to do that because I will know anyway. I will find out and, and there is a process in place within the club where, like, when things started to go wrong, very quickly people again at senior levels of the club and at all senior levels were on board seeing what was going wrong what we could do what our initial response would be so that happens anyway people don't have to feel that they have to contact me their voice will be heard even if they don't if something's going wrong we will know about it i've got no problem with people getting in touch with me but they have to realize there are limitations to what i can do immediately that initial complaint that initial if you want something done very very quickly if it's a customer service issue, belongs in customer service. If it's a more general complaint, Liverpool needs to do ticket better, then by all means, come to me. But if you want something done, that has to go to customer services. The, talk us through the process of, of taking on this role. Um, people who've you've 
been on our Blood Red podcast and our Anfield Extra podcast. Um, in terms of background, obviously, for those who don't know, yeah, used to be the, the Liverpool correspondent for the Echo, um, where we worked together. She would mention that and declare an interest as, uh, as we worked together for several years. You then moved on to the Times, where obviously your profile grew even further. Um, and you left the Times after the decision uh, not to put the, uh, the Hillsborough Inquest results on the front page. And you went to went to Joe um, for around about six months at Joe.co.uk and people have heard you on these pods talking as a journalist. Um, I was struck in the initial sort of press release from Liverpool about you taking on the role that described you as a former journalist, which I have to, <laughs> which I have to say, uh, I could make a joke that I'm not going to, but it didn't, it didn't overly sit well with me in terms of, um, you know, a former journalist. Um, what, what was your what was your thoughts on deciding to sort of, if you like, go from being poacher to gamekeeper to a certain extent? Well, I'm not sure. I know what you mean. I'm not sure it is that because I, I see myself and the club see me sitting in between. Now, one of the things that that sort of emphasises that was when we were talking about where to be based, and there was a lot of discussions about how this would work and that. And the extent of the discussions when the club have got a number of massive things going on and on and off, again on and off the pitch. And you think of the priorities, the time that was devoted to getting my role right at the outset was, was extraordinary. The number of people involved, the number of people I've met again at a senior level, who's, who's given me good time at the very, and being open and honest about a whole range of issues. Uh, but one of, the, one of the fundamentals which, uh, which sort of, underlines how it's going to work and how I'm not going to be institutionalised, if, if you want to use that phrase. When we were talking about where I'd be based, uh, there were th- a number of options were raised and we basically came up in the end with three bases. So I have I have no single base. So if I need to be in Chapel Street, I'll be in Chapel Street where the club officers are. If I need to be at Anfield, I'll be at Anfield. If I need to be at Meld, I'll be at Meld. And I will be everywhere in between that. Because the idea is that I'm on the front foot. It's not that I'm sitting there waiting for problems to come my way. The idea is for me to go out and deal with issues before they become problems. And that is what family liaison is. Family liaison isn't waiting for things to go wrong. It's, it's about being in amongst people, discussing, this, discussing issues, seeing what kind of issues they have, again, on a day-to-day basis. And coming up with ideas and speaking to people at the club, the ways that we can make, A, the relationship better and stronger and, and more robust, uh, but B, that we can be more proactive and less reactive because that was one of the things that again came out of the populist research which was an exhaustive piece of work when you look at it and it, the 10,000 people we got very very clear results and that means that I do have to uh, be mobile and I have to be out and about and I have to be where the fans are there is no point me becoming office based if I'm office based it doesn't work so it's about me being out and about. So that to me, that was crucial in terms of me recognising what the role is and understanding and also the possibilities and the potential of it. And I'm hoping that fans will, will realise that that is there, that creates an opportunity for them that we probably haven't had before. And I don't think fans any other club have had that because I've seen on, on social, social media uh, that there are a lot of sports of other clubs who are now challenging their club to create a similar role, which I think is really interesting. The, the reason... Liverpool as a, as a football club, as an institution, would have would have wanted you to do this role is because they'd have seen you as someone that, that fans respect and trust. 
um, someone who's who's seen as, as one of their own and will look after their interests. It's very difficult to create change in big organisations. Um, anyone will will you know, I mean, those sorts of roles will tell you that, uh, and and it, it's going to be there's going to be issues where. Um, you know, no doubt you'd want to get every fan who wants a ticket to get a ticket. You won't, you aren't going to be able to deliver it, as you've said. Um, how are you going to be able? How will you judge your success in this role in terms of yes, this it's worthwhile me doing this job. I'm getting job satisfaction out of it. I'm I'm delivering for my employer and I'm delivering for the people they want me to deliver for in terms of the fans. I think if me Twitter feed dies down, that'd be a big success at the moment. No, listen, I, I won't judge my own success. If I'm there to help support, a supporter will tell me. If, if the work I'm doing makes any kind of positive difference, they will let me know. If it doesn't make a difference, they will let me know equally. I've got, I'm, you know, my circle of friends, you know, my family, you know, the, the circle beyond that of, of match going, Reds, who, who I know, and I will have no shortage of constituency. To let me know what is going well and what isn't, and be, I will also have constituencies beyond that that I'm going to start creating. So that is where my success and failure will be judged, and and it's not for me. Again, I keep on with this thing about standards. Liverpool has to adhere to the highest possible standards, and that applies to me as much as anyone else in the club. And if people want want to criticise me and say that isn't good enough, fine. If it's not good enough for that person, it isn't good enough. I will do what I can to help them, and, and if I can change their way of thinking that they may see that as success from their point of view. But I also know that I can't please everyone. That that what you just said there, that about the you can't give every fan a ticket. I know that. That that's the reality. Also, listen if you if you speak to every fan how much you want if you, how much you want to pay for the ticket, we did the survey. If the survey didn't come back zero pound I'd be very surprised. But again, you've got a business that is built on uh, player wages, player transfer fees, about getting the revenue that is generated off the pitch onto the pitch. So it's about it's about finding a way that Liverpool can be as successful as it can on the pitch while making sure that the fans and everything about the club remains as authentic as it possibly can do. So I, I can't judge success, it's it's not for me. And I, I might come out of this in 10 years time and think I haven't done half of what I wanted to. I might come away and think I've done more than I ever would imagine, but other people have other views on that. For me, the most important initial success is that engagement and whether the feedback is positive or negative, sort of relevant in a way, is that that channel of communications open up as fully as it can be so that every decision that is made at the club at a senior level is as informed as it possibly can be. That will be the initial success of the role rather than me. So, well, listen, just to finish, give us a little bit about, um, for those who, who might not know you personally, the man behind the uh, the man behind the role, if you like. Obviously, people will know you're, you're a Liverpool lad, born and bred in, uh, I always forget if you're Kensington or Fairfield. Fairfield yeah, Fairfield. It's I know it's important. Like, I know it's important. And, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, your late dad, Eddie, started taking you t- to the game. And uh, in terms of... Of of your past with Liverpool, who who who's been who's been your favourite Liverpool player over the years? Who what's been your favourite game? Looking back, that's really a difficult one. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, the, the thing about being Liverpool sports is you, you you're blessed. You you, you, you are blessed you're, with with those kind of options in terms of your favourite games. Uh, I, I, 
possibly, I, went, I was at Coventry in 1990, the last gate time we won the league, and we won 6 1 that day, and that was, I was 14, and I, I went on my own. That was my first away game out the city on my own, and obviously we'd, we'd already won the league, but that was with the champions, and to be there that day was brilliant, and, and Liverpool were sensational. We went on the down, Kevin Gallagher scored first. And, I remember getting there on the train. My dad, had, my dad had to go to a union meeting last minute, so he cried off, and I asked, "Can I go?" And it was a big shout in Harrods whether I could or not. I still went. Uh, so that was a big one. Uh, Chelsea 2005 semi-final was on the cop. Uh, that was before I was covered the club. That was special. That was in terms of atmosphere. But I just think I, I think back to not any particular game, but what going to matches meant and what has grown from it for me and I don't mean professionally but that sense of belonging that I've got and that, that circle of friends and, and lads and women that you know go the match and that to me is bigger than anything and I'm not one of those who, who use the phrase Liverpool family that, that, that that's I once used that and got slaughtered by a good friend of ours but we all I could imagine who that was <laughs> and listen that, that that's a phrase that works like, I, I, but I understand why it does work and it works on a number of levels because it does bring people together. When Liverpool brings people together as it can, it's a special football club, and it's a unique football club. And I, listen, every football club's unique in its own way. But I look at Liverpool and what it's achieved. I look at its history. I look at the, the bad times we've been through as a club, and I look at how that's those times are resonating today. I look at how people have stood together when it's mattered. Uh, so I wouldn't want to pick it a particular game. I would just want it focus on that sense of belonging and that sense of identity and that is something which I think is crucial to being a Liverpool supporter and that is something which will inform me and the role that I'm doing because the way I feel about Liverpool and that that sense of belonging is, is how I want everyone to feel and I don't want them to feel that the club doesn't care about them I don't want them to feel that the club makes it more difficult for them than we should do I want them to feel that the club is there every step of the way to make being a Liverpool supporter as positive an experience it possibly can be. Brilliant. Well, um, Tony, thanks for your time today. I'm sure everybody listening wishes you the very best luck in the role. Um, it's, it's, it's not going to be an easy road ahead, but hopefully um, you'll have a significant number of wins uh, al along it. And uh, I know you'll come back uh, regularly during the season, hopefully, and update fans in terms of where we are on some of those key issues. So um, good luck, and um, yeah, we'll hear from you later on in the season. Cheers, Anthony.